Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Well, you are all welcome to this amazing sunny service. Are you enjoying your practice for going to the beach? I know that God is going to bless you with uh, honeymoons and uh, holidays on the beach. In Jesus' name. Beautiful. Now, today I'm going to receive an offering. I want to welcome all those watching uh, from wherever you are. You know, amazingly, uh, many countries still um, cannot have church service. And um, so... It makes us all connected in the service, and uh, that's also a blessing in disguise. Amen. Now, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and in offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Amen. Now, this whole nation, uh, or this group of people, experiencing the curse. And he said, you can overcome the curse by bringing the tithes and the offerings. So I want us to have a new attitude towards tithes and offerings as tithes and offerings are a way to end curses. Are you with me? A way to do what? End curses. Now, curses are continual, a continual frustration and a continual uh, crisis or continual problem that persists in spite of blessings. Diabetes, uh, diabetes, the sickness, diabetes is called in, um, is, is described as starvation in the midst of plenty. In the sense that the body has a lot of sugar in the blood. Do you see? But the sugar is needed inside the meat 
the meat of the person. Do you understand by the meat? You know, when you kill a cow or you kill a goat, the meat, the actual meat that you chew, all right? But the sugar is inside the blood vessels, all right? So, because it's in your blood vessels, it goes round and round and round, but it never goes into the meat, which is where the, the, the sugar is needed to help the muscles to keep moving. Do you get it? So when you have anything in your blood, it comes out in your urine. Because always your blood is going through your kidneys. And then anything in your blood is being taken out in the kidney. And then it comes in the wee-wee, the urine. So when you urinate, ants will even come to the toilet. Because your urine is so sweet. Do you see? Because it has so much sugar. And the sugar is not able to go into the meat, so it stays in the blood. Do you get it? So when you pass urine, the, the urine is so sweet that ants, it's one of the ways you can even diagnose diabetes at home. How sweet your urine is. I'm not saying you should taste it, but I'm saying that the ants... You know, you'll be surprised at ants in your toilet. You'll be wondering, what are these ants doing here? All right. They usually are in the kitchen, but now your urine is so sweet that they've been attracted. Are you listening to me? Now, it is not a shortage of sugar. The sugar is plenty, which you need, but it cannot enter. So that's why it's called starvation in the midst of plenty. Do you understand the disease now? Oh, you don't understand? Oh, Charlie, this one there, if you don't understand, I think it's maybe you did J, J, JSS. JSS education. All my simple explanation has not been able to give you small biology knowledge. Now, a curse is where you have starvation in the midst of plenty. You look at a, a nation full of everything, full of gold, full of oil, full of bauxite, full of intelligent people, full of oil, full of everything, but there's hunger. Uh, this prince who just passed away, one, of, one time he visited a, a country in Africa whose name begins with one of the alphabets. And then he was asked, what do you think of your business? He said, I would rather not make any comment. Yeah. You know, there are some things when you make a comment, you, you even look like you are criticizing. So you are better off not making a comment. Because if you comment about the realities, it's, it's just amazing. So, that's how cases are. And the Bible is telling us that we should pay tithes and offerings. And that it actually affects cases. Now, if you ever want to 
understand the curse or know what curses are. The chapter in the whole Bible, there's one chapter which has details of what a curse is. And that is Deuteronomy chapter 28. It has the, the details of a curse. And it says that these blessings will come and overtake you. Amen. How many want a blessing to come? It says, blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed shall thou be in the field. Amen. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. And last week I was sharing with you, great shall be the peace of thy children. Amen. Now, you see that you may be, you know, you may be in the city or in the field, but wherever you are, you are blessed. Yesterday I was, uh, either yesterday or the day before, I was watching the 41 gun salute for the Duke of Edinburgh. And uh, they were showing different castles, you know, in different places where the British Empire has reigned. And you see that the British people, wherever they were, the field or the city, they flourished and prospered. It didn't depend on whether it was here or there. You know, like I was telling you the other time that 30% of all gold ever mined in the world, 30% of all gold ever mined in the world comes from just outside Johannesburg. You know, and the British controlled all those places from Cape Town to Johannesburg and everywhere was for them. And they prospered wherever. And so God is saying to you that he wants to bless you so that you will not be afraid of any town. Can I have an amen? amen. You know, it's because we, are, we associate curses with being living in certain places. That's why many of us want to travel. It's like, here, no, people are not doing well. So I have to travel. When I travel, when I'm in uh, this country or that country, I'll be okay. Is it not true? But the Bible is saying that it's a blessing. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Receive the blessings of the Lord. Amen. And so, as we pay our tithes and our offerings, you are invoking on yourself the blessing of being blessed wherever you are. How many believe that you can be on any, in any town and God's blessing will be there in you and with you? And people will even come and visit you there. Amen. And blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Now, 
your basket and your store speaks of your bank account. How many of us have bank accounts? Raise your hand if you have a bank account. Wave. Now, is your bank account blessed? <laughs> do, you, do you feel that your account is blessed? Not much, you see. Yes. It's almost as though you have a bank account in the same way that you have a passport or a driving license that I have one. And some of the baskets and the storehouses are in difficulty. Amen. I always remember my father-in-law, my wife's father, he, he could sit down and write heavy checks. He was a specialist of writing checks. You'll be writing checks with ease. Do you, do you want to write checks with ease? Do you want to cross 70 with ease? Another blessing that is coming is that you'll be writing checks with ease. Yes. How many realize that sometimes you be you may be writing the check and then you 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 there's a feeling that this check eh, it can even bounce. You'll be writing checks with ease. It said, Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. So today, as we give tithes and offerings, I want you to believe God that a blessing is going to come. And it is one of the things you notice that you are writing checks with ease. Now, if you don't, if we are not writing checks, you are giving mobile money with ease. You get what I'm saying? You are giving what? Mobile money with ease. Yes. You know, sometimes when we have weddings, I say to the people, it's time to give an offering for the couple. You see, I'll, I'll mention some amounts. Thousand, two thousand, five thousand. And uh, I realize that most people are thinking of 20, 10, 5, and so on. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, God is going to allow you to um, pay with ease. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Amen. And blessed shall thou be when thou comest in. And blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Amen. This is a blessing. This is another place where a curse can come. When you travel. When Winston Churchill was during the war, he used to fly 
all over the place to meet with his commanders. He will fly to Cairo. He will fly, fly to Tehran, to Iran. He will fly to Moscow many times. And when he was flying, you know, sometimes a plane like his was shot down two days before he also came to pass there. He would go on a ship, and as he was moving in the ship, the German submarines could blow out any ship on the Atlantic Ocean, but he would be on the ship. But you see, he had to go and sit down with his commanders at different places and sometimes restructure the army and spend some days there before he leaves. And each time he was moving, there was a security alert because when you travel, you are vulnerable. That's why I said you'll be blessed going and blessed coming. That's why it is when you are traveling, like most of the corona infections comes from planes. If, if you don't travel on a plane, you, you, you will be free from many diseases. Just being on a plane with people who are breathing and passing gas for seven hours or nine hours or even 11 hours. And that's the same air you are all breathing for so many hours. Cannot be the same as breathing air in the Jesus Savior of the world square. And you'll be surprised that being on this square is one of the things that has helped us during this pandemic. Because we are not in any room. You can feel the wind blowing. And it's blowing away the next door neighbor's bad uh, breath. Do you see? And virus filled, charged breathings. You don't like what I'm saying. So, you are blessed going, and you are also blessed coming. Some journeys are not blessed journeys, and they are not happy journeys. One of the most difficult journeys for me was when my father died. I was in Zurich, starting the church there, when I had the news that my father was dead. And so I had to come back. It was a difficult journey. Not all journeys are exciting. Some are very difficult. And so God is telling you today that he is giving you a blessing. That you, you will go rejoicing and you come back rejoicing even more. In Jesus' name. You will not go sitting in a chair and return in the cargo. In Jesus' name. How many want such a blessing to be invoked over your life? I believe it. Now, you see, you ask yourself that where are all these things from? Because if you live on earth, you know that all these things affect us. And so, that's what I was giving you the example of Winston Churchill was the prime minister, the war prime minister of England. He is the one who took England through the war, the Second World War. And he risked his life very much for their country. When you go to the House of Commons, that's the parliament in England, 
His statue is one of the four statues that are standing there. But he, he was moving. He was moving. Billy Graham came to Ghana. He was moving all the time. You'll be blessed every time you move. You have good news when you arrive. And you have good news when you return. In the name of Jesus Christ. How many believe that all these are connected to giving offerings? Because he said that you are cursed with a curse. What curse? These are the curses. These are the type of things that exist. Yes. These are, these are the things that can affect your life. Yes. And so today, wherever you are watching from, I want you to believe God that your offerings are not just something that you are throwing away. And by the way, if you think that the offering that you are giving is not being used correctly, then don't be a fool and continue giving. Be wise and stop giving. I'll advise you to not give and save yourself from stupidity by giving to the ministry and to a church that you think is not using the money that you are giving properly. Don't be a fool to continue giving. Yes. I would would advise you to not. But if you believe that as you are giving, it's a blessing, and you are giving to God's work, and it is working, then give. Don't, Don't do things you don't believe. No one needs anything from you. And you, your offering is not going to change much. God appreciates your offering. And the church appreciates what you give. But don't give and talk rubbish. Amen. Don't give if you don't believe. Take, keep everything you have. And don't give. And also, if you don't believe... It is a good thing. It's best to go to another church where you believe in and give your offerings there. It's so important not to be sitting there with calumnious stories and blasphemies. Are you listening to me? So God is going to bless us. I I believe I've been paying tithe since I was in Form 5. That's... uh, some time ago, in the 70s. Yeah. It's something I believe in. Were you around in the 70s? (laughs) Most of you were not around. So it's something I believe in. Amen? It's something I believe in. I believe that it's a blessing from the Lord. So young people, you know, many of us give more than people who you would think have money, and would have given. Learn to give as a young person and to be a giver, to support the work of God. It's one of the good things you can learn. God will bless you and your family. He'll bless your children. He'll bless your journeys. He'll bless your basket. He'll bless your store. He'll bless you in this life. And take away the curse of starvation in the midst of plenty. 
that will never be associated with you throughout your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody take out your offering. Take out your gift. Whatever you want to present to the Lord, take it out. And in the, in the UK, in Switzerland, in Belgium, in Spain, in Italy, South Africa, in Kenya, in Zambia, all those who are part of the service in America, uh, California, New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, wherever you are watching from, have faith. But if you don't believe, don't give, please. Keep your money and make sure you use it wisely when you go shopping. It's, it's important to keep your money if you don't believe in these things. Very important. So that you have enough money for shopping. Lest you go into shortages by giving an offering. But if you believe, open your heart and feel free. And give freely. And God will honor you and bless you. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for an opportunity to give today. Bless us. Bless everyone who is part of this offering. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, give your tithes, give your first offering, second offering, everything you have you want to give in this first offering. The sun is shining. It doesn't look like it's going to rain today. It looks like we are rather going to get darker. We are having a suntan this afternoon here. There's the full the sun in its full strength. Beautiful. Are you getting used to the beach atmosphere? Amazing. The center is getting gradually um, improved. And um, it's only the air conditioning that how many want air conditioning? So that we breathe each other's uh, you know, for some five hours. Hey! Mercy. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a way around all that. Amen. How many have been vaccinated? Can I see your hand if you've been vaccinated? How many have not been vaccinated? Okay. Most of us have not been vaccinated. (laughs) Wow. More people have died in Ghana this year from road accidents than the whole pandemic put together. Only accidents in Ghana just for three months than the whole pandemic put together. Beautiful. Amazing. Is it fantastic? Father, bless everyone who is giving. Those who are building churches, bless them. Those who are quietly supporting your work, bless them. Those who remember 
you and believe that they are blessed when they give, bless them, Lord. Remember everyone who is supporting your work in every country. Touch their finances. Touch their lives. And let the blessing that I spoke about happen practically in everyone's life. We thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
is the truth. Oh, 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 oh. The way he is the to heaven, isn't it? But God is with us. Amen. Are you excited? It's time for the word of God. It's time to hear from God this afternoon. How many of you are feeling hot? Let's have some honesty in the church. Wow. How many of you are happy to be in the sun? Do you remember when we were on lockdown and we were asking to go out and now the Lord has brought you out? And the Lord our God is a sun and a shield. So you are closer to his presence. Amen. But I believe God has something to say to us in the beautiful sunshine. There's also a breeze. So it feels like we're in the Caribbean or at least Pambros. And I know God is going to bless us in this service. Amen. Are you ready to go deeper so that you can do more? I'm asking you, are you ready to go deeper so that you can do more? Oh, I can't hear you. Are you ready to go deeper so that you can do more? And I believe today is going to be fantastic. I'm ready to hear something fresh, something new, and still something old at the same time. And I know your life will never be the same again. Now, are you ready to sing that nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God? Let's sing it. All the way from the back to the front. Declare over your life, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His Word. Hearken to the voice of God to lead. Is there anything too hard? Is there anything too hard for me? Trust in God alone and rest upon His word. 
flash online all over the world, in your homes, and wherever you are, lift your voice and sing with us. Nothing is impossible. When you put your trust in God, come on, lift your right hand and say, Nothing is impossible. When you trust in it is well. Say, Hearken to the voice of God. To the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? Put your trust. Put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Lift your hands and declare finally. That everything is possible and nothing is impossible with God. Possible. Put your hands together. Give the Lord a shout of victory. And let's welcome the prophet. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your grace and your holy word which is real to us today. Guide us and speak to our hearts. Thank you for your mighty blessing that is upon us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Going deeper by going deeper and doing more. That is the theme of our current Uh, message from the Lord and we are on going deeper by the art of repetition number one going deeper into knowledge and how many realize that it's when you go deep that you benefit so until you go deep in certain things you're not going to really benefit from from whatever you are doing. So, you realize that uh, if you want to build a very high building, you need to go down sometimes as, as much as one kilometer down to go up. Some of the tallest buildings in the world are so deep in their foundations. And uh, your normal house, which may have a even up to three floors, you can have a foundation of just 1.5 meters. 1.5 meters is like the length length of your arm. Something like that. So, the deepest mines in the world go down to as deep as 4.2 kilometers. 3.7 kilometers now and they are extending. So, going deeper is necessary if you want to do more. Get more gold, more oil, more whatever. And many of us don't go deep enough in God to benefit. Amen. So, number one, going deeper into knowledge. Amen. Uh, By the art of repetition. All right, repetitive reading. Until you've read a book nine times, you probably don't know what is in the book. That's what I think. So, Paul said to the Philippians, for me to write the same things to you 
is not grievous, but for you it is safe. So he wasn't having a problem with writing the same thing. You know, one day I was preaching uh, and somebody told me, you know, if I, if I wouldn't mind carrying on to the next point, because I, I had this point the last time, you know. So, well, I couldn't really explain because it was a grown-up and I didn't want to explain. But repeating is what makes knowledge sometimes go into you. And without repeating it, you think you know it, but you don't know it. All right? So, going deeper into knowledge comes by the art of reading again. Now, number two, going deeper into wisdom is by the art of reading wider. Because sometimes, like in the minds, you know, you could have a mine in Aburi and it's gone down three kilometers underground and there's a road underground at the level of two kilometers underground going as far as to Mampong and to Ekropong. And it's all underground. They have huge trucks that are driving underground. You know? So sometimes you need to go deep and then wide. And so it's by the art of reading wider. By reading other things. And Paul said, when this epistle is read amongst you, cause that it should be read also in the church of the Laodiceans. And likewise, read the epistle from Laodicea. So, I would encourage you to read other books apart from the books that I have written. Because some of you started reading when you started reading my books. That was the beginning of your reading career. Because my books are quite simple and they are in points. So even those who don't like reading sometimes are able to just follow that. There are seven points or five points. But you need to read more and wider so that you can go deeper into wisdom. Why would you want wisdom? Because wisdom is the principal thing. And through wisdom, through wisdom, you'll get long life and riches and many other good things that we desire in life come from being wise. Amen. Number three, go, I'm talking about the art of repeating and I'm talking about things that need to be repeated. And one of the things, number three, is repeated corrections. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be wary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. All right? Now, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, he said, this is the third time I'm coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, shall every word be established. In other words, I am saying this thing again. Now, in my time as a pastor, 
I've found people not wanting you to say the same thing again. And they don't like it. So in this system, if something happens, it will be said, uh, it will be repeated. And we will never be free from this issue. You get what I'm saying? So then go to another church. Okay? It's like if you don't like the sun, go to another church where they, are more, they have more sense to be under a, a better uh, environment. That's all. You know, sometimes you wonder why we, why we complain. Yes, when we have options. <laughs> so Paul said, this is the third time I'm coming to you on this, on this issue. And if you don't, you don't like it, then you go. And some of you have never been corrected at home. Maybe your father is quiet. He doesn't say anything. He just watches you. You know, sometimes we, we have parents who feel that when they indulge their children, they are um, loving them. That's the word. It's like you allow them to do this, allow them to do that. And, uh, you know, um, that is love. It's a loving father. And then sometimes the children compare their father with another father of another family and say that the father of this, my friend, is very nice. He's not like you, <laughs> who is always talking. And he, he, he understands things. And he's more uh, friendly. He talks with his children ni- nicely. He chats with them and plays with them. And you want things to be like that. You get it? But as for you, it's always one thing after another. Never stopping to talk. You know? But Mike Maddox said the, the people that have done him the most good are those who told him the truth. And sometimes one correction doesn't work. And sometimes it takes a second time and a third time before something sinks in. You know, like uh, potassium, the other time I, he was driving fast. And I, and I told him, don't drive fast. And he went and somersaulted. Yes. And I corrected him. But still, he would not learn. And the other day, I was parked somewhere, and I saw a car coming like a motor racing car. And I saw that it was him. And I shouldn't talk about it. I should worship him. And I should praise him. Uh, it's a good example. He said 80 kilometers is boring. <laughs> so, sometimes you need correction. You get what I'm saying? Uh, to be repeated and repeated and sometimes to get more and more severe until the lesson is knocked into your head. Amen. 
Number four, go deeper into fruitfulness by removing disloyal and ungrateful people. You know, the Bible says a certain man planted a vineyard and set a hedge. And at the season, he sent to the husbandman a servant that he might receive from the husbandman of the fruit. And they caught him and beat him. And again, he sent to them another servant. They also wounded him. And he sent another and they killed him. And many others, beating some. Having yet therefore one son, he sent him at the last and said, they will reverence my son. But they took him and then they killed him. So you see, Jesus is showing us that the owner of the vineyard repeatedly had to send people to get results from the vineyard. Now, I was looking at a black and white film, black and white, about Winston Churchill. And I was looking at how he was traveling. You know, in North Africa, they were fighting as well. And at a point, they were, they were losing the war. So because of that, he had to fly from London to Cairo and reorganize the whole uh, structure of the army there. And that is when he put General Montgomery in charge of the forces in North Africa. And those forces were now going to fight with General or Field Marshal Rommel of the German uh, army. And that's where they had this big fight, El Al Alamein, in El Alamein or whatever. And um, Derek Prince was one of the soldiers there at the time. Yes, he was in the British Army at that time. But it's like you can't be sitting in London, do you see, at number 10 Downing Street when they are losing the war. You have to go and make changes. And so he went and he had long meetings. Long meetings with his army generals and with the senior commanders of the forces in North Africa. And he had to make serious changes. Actually, they chose somebody else instead of General Montgomery. But that person was shot down in a plane two days later. And that's how come Montgomery was brought in. So, if you have a vineyard or we sent you as a pastor to be in charge of a branch or as a missionary, you know, we are sitting here in our headquarters receiving reports. Do you see? We have to make some changes when things are not working. And that is why in our church, no church is autonomous. No church is independent. No pastor is independent. And no bishop is independent or autonomous. Every church is interconnected and interrelated. And anybody who wants to be independent cannot be part of our system. You have to be another church or start your own church. There is no, nothing like autonomy or independence here. If you want independence, you celebrate it and start. <laughs> yes. We are connected. 
And, and we are connected all around the world. From Alaska, we have people in Alaska. When I mention Alaska, you think I'm just saying this. We have people in Alaska. From Alaska to Cape Town, to everywhere, we have cathedrals, a lot of things. And we are all connected. And sometimes we have to sit down and assess our, the structure of the army. That's why Winston Churchill had to fly to uh, uh, Moscow and meet with Stalin and explain to him that based on the war that is going, the problems they have in North Africa, they cannot bring forces into Europe that year. That was 1942. It was two years later that they were able to come and join them in Europe to fight. So, ladies and gentlemen, repeatedly, we keep on making changes in the churches. Okay, you go here. Okay, you do this. We didn't have constituencies before. Now we have. We didn't have centers before. Now we have. We have new things all the time. We are always trying to make things work. And that's what the Bible says, that the man kept on sending people to try to get some result from the place that he had, he had, he had invested in. And that is exactly what we are doing in the church. And so you must be excited about it and be happy about the wisdom that is being applied in your church. And you should be proud of your church and happy to be part of a church that is changing continuously. Yes, changing continuously. One day I sent a missionary to a certain part of Ghana. And then I met a brother who comes from that place. And he gave me some advice. He said, look, don't send anybody to that area unless the person comes from there. Yes. He said, if you send somebody who is not from there, it will not work. You need to send somebody who is related to the place. I said, really? He said, oh, yes. He said, if our people there realize that you've sent someone from our area and they said this is our brother we have to help him to succeed so that he will not bring a disgrace to our family so you see immediately I had to rearrange my commanders and bring in Montgomery Yes. And make changes. Number five. I'm talking about repeatedly doing things. Makes you go deeper. Enough to do more. Doing more does not come by doing things once. Go deeper by repeating. Yes. You want to be a good leader. Read and read and read the art of leadership, the good general, or listen to the, the book, the audio book, if it's easier for you. Number five, go deeper in God by repeating your prayers. Yes. Remember the story there was a, in a city, a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. But there was a widow who came and said, avenge me 
of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward, he said, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming, her what? Continual coming, she weary me. So as we start the flow prayer meetings again, and as we have other meetings that we, we keep on praying, it seems to you that you are praying about the same thing. You get what I'm saying? Don't let it worry you. Don't let it make you tired. Okay? Don't be worried. Because continually praying and continually asking, you get it, can result in some amazing results. One day I was, uh, I don't know where I was, I was at a traffic light or somewhere, and a beggar came to uh, beg. Somebody came, taking some money, I don't know, you know, and I was taking some money, getting some money to give. I usually give money to people who ask. I mean, who are beggars, because that's their work. Their, their work is to beg. So, John Wesley used to beg for people. He used to beg for money to help people. Yes. And, and there are people, the only way they will get money to eat is to beg. You may not know. Anyway, whilst I was getting the money for this person, he gave up and moved to the next car. Yes. And I think I was, I was going to give him about 20 CDs. Yes. Yeah, you know, the people don't give 20 CDs. Yes. But before I could respond to his continual coming, he gave up. So I feel that there are many times it may have been the next prayer, do you see, that would have led to an answer from God. But you, you, you felt that it's boring to hear yourself. You sound like a broken record that is keep on repeating itself. But you must not be tired of prayer. Amen. Amen. Keep praying. For me, if you listen to my prayers, you would think I don't know how to speak English. Because it's almost the same thing I'm praying always. Most of the time I pray for the Holy Spirit. Most of my prayers I'm praying for the Holy Spirit. Because I feel that without the Holy Spirit, I cannot do much. And I feel I need the Holy Spirit to help me. Yes. How many feel that you need the Holy Spirit? Only 17 of you need the Holy Spirit. Okay, most of you seem to need. (laughs) Number six. Go deeper into the will of God by repetitively seeking God's direction. Repeat your prayer for the will of God. Remember, the Bible says, David inquired again of the Lord. Remember Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane? He prayed, thy will be done. 
Thy will be done. Now, one day I was sitting in my father's chair. You know, the chair that my father used to sit in is a chair that I also sit in now. And I was praying and I said, Lord, I'm talking about going deeper into the will of God. I believe that the will of God for me is to be in the ministry and I am in the ministry. But I wanted to go deeper. And so I was asking God, how, how can I be fruitful? You see, because you may be in the ministry, but you can go even deeper. And you can be even more fruitful than you are. You can please God more. I mean, I'm a, I'm a human being. I have people that please me. I have people that please me more. Even in my small department, I have people that please me, please me more, 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 more. And less, 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 less. <laughs> so I prayed to the Lord and I said, Lord, how can I be fruitful? Do you get it? And I saw a hand um, lifting up a book. I just saw from like the wrist and the hand holding the book. And then the Lord said to me that through your books, you'll be fruitful. Yes. So you see, for me, that was guidance. Like, and I'm always asking for the will of God, but it was a higher guidance. Because I was not tired of praying, how can I know your will better? Again, even though I've asked already. Because you'll be surprised that there's a subset of his will. And there's a subset of the subset that will take you deeper. And that was one of the characteristics of David is that he asked God, even though he had won the war before, even though he had, he had, he had been on that journey before, he asked God. You know, my father had a friend some years ago, a white man. He used to live in both Winneba and Accra. And this man had journeyed from Winneba to Accra for many years. But one day, you know, he was coming from Winneba or going to Winneba when he had an accident um, right on that on the road. But it's a road that he's on all the time. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. The, the point I'm trying to make is that you may have done it before. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask God again about what you did last time that worked. You must, you must seek God because the Bible says that uh, uh, David inquired. Now I want to ask you do you think Jesus didn't know why he was here? <laughs> he, he used to say, as my father has sent me. So send that. He told the disciples, I'm going to Jerusalem. But when he was there, even on the night, he was calling again. He was making a last phone call to heaven. Thy will be done. I'm just checking to be sure you actually want me to die on a cross. I just, I just want to check. But uh, it, it, it is confirmed. I know I've come here and all the, I've marched all the way from Galilee. 
And I've passed through Jericho. I healed blind Bartimaeus. I've entered Jerusalem. One week I've been in the temple. They've examined me and questioned me. And now, I just want to be sure that is, is it on? And, and, and the father said it's on. <laughs> so, go deeper into the will of God. My friends, take my little message to you this afternoon seriously. You know, you'll find with time that the things that you have chosen to ignore will cost you greatly. Yeah. Number seven. Go deeper into relationships. Go deeper into relationships by repeatedly asking for the truth. Amen. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, speaking what? The truth in love. If you want to be separate from somebody, tell the person a lie or tell lies about the person, you'll be very far. Me, I'm afraid of lies. The Bible says, speak the truth in love that you may grow up into him. You may grow into him. You go deeper by speaking the truth. You don't go deeper by telling lies. Speak the truth and you grow into him. You go deeper into God. And into any relationship for that matter. You cannot build your relationship. Your beloved relationship. Based on deception. It's, it will not work. So it will seem to work for some time. Whenever someone finds out. That you have been lying or that you are a liar the person is taken aback you know speaking the truth speaking the truth in love that you may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ so you go deeper into relationships by being truthful. If that, that's why that's what that's why we say that if if you are giving, you know, even one CD or one dollar, and, and you, you don't think it is being used rightly, don't give it. And that's why, I, I, that's why there are certain announcements. I don't make them until I'm sure that I cannot come out of it and I'm committed. That's why on, even on Good Friday, I didn't say certain things, which have now been crystallized, actually, since Good Friday. Yes. 
But I'll tell, I'll tell you later. Yes. Because I will not grow in pe- people will not increasingly support with deception. Yes. People will not increasingly support if you tell them lies. If you say, I'm doing this and you don't do it. I'll do this and you don't do it. We'll do this and we don't do it. What is the point? You don't go deeper with lies and calumny and slander. You go deeper. You want somebody to be, to be afraid of you, to go far from you, then speak things that are not truth. So, let's, let's go deeper. Now, you want to really benefit from relationships, you must be truthful. Now, notice the next verse. It says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted. You see, it's now very close. By which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. When you go deeper, the whole church is well connected. Well connected. And joined together. And by being joined together and very close you can receive supplies and inputs which you would never receive if you were not close. Yes. The closest people benefit. So going deeper into relationships is a great thing. I have close relationship with a lot of people. Yes. I can sit down with uh, young people. I don't see them as young people. I see them as people. And, and chat with them the whole afternoon. Yes. In fact, a couple of days ago, I was at a wedding. After the wedding, I was there. To, when I opened the door, it was night. I didn't know it was evening. I didn't even know it was evening. After the wedding, the young guys were around. They happened to come around. So we were there. We were there talking. And we were talking and talking and talking and talking. I'm close to a lot of people in a certain way. And that closeness provides a joint. You see, and people marvel at the commitment. <laughs> who is this man to you? But you see, you don't know who I am to somebody. Yes. You don't get to a certain place by without speaking the truth in love and joining deeply as a family we are a family yes and family things that destroy families are evil things which we don't need and so we are fighting to go deeper in our relationships. You'll be surprised. At what a blessed family. 
it is to be a part of. Amen. So go deeper by speaking the truth in love. Value anybody who tells you the truth. Don't value people who deceive you. You know, there's something about deception. People who, who lie and people who deceive others are often deceived themselves. Yes. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deceiving and being deceived. You see, deceivers are, there is a way in which somebody who deceives others gets deceived himself. And so people who have been fooling others find out to their shock that they have been fooled. Now, shall I read the verse to you again? Is it an interesting verse? Yes. It says, evil men and seducers, imposters is the other word for that, shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So when you think you are fooling somebody, you end up finding out that you are the bigger fool. So those of you who have great confidence in telling lies, and spreading lies and slander and calumny. Do you get it? And deceiving people. You should realize that in the end, you become the biggest of the fools. Deceiving and being deceived. Tell your neighbor, ask, you are the one. Eh? Ask your neighbor, you are the one. You are the one they are talking about. You look very quiet this afternoon. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, number eight. Go deeper into foundations by receiving repeated teachings yes now in Hebrews 5 verse 12 for when for the time you ought to be teachers you have need that one teach you again that means the first principles of the oracles of God and have become as such have need of milk and not of strong meat now Paul was saying here that you now need the first principles again. Many of us need the first principles, including pastors. We need the first principles. You need to go deeper in principles. Seven great principles. Basic principles in the word of God. Yes. Having your quiet time. Having your quiet time. A basic principles. 
You can't be in church and live anyhow. Basic principle. You learn it in primary school. Honor your father. Honor your mother. Yes. It's a basic principle of the oracles of God. And he said you should have become a teacher. But we need to go through foundations again. We need to go through first principles again. The basic principles of evangelism, of soul winning, of reading the Bible, of prayer. Because if you had gone deeper, you would have become a teacher. The fact that you are not teaching and you are not preaching, it shows that you haven't gone deep into the first principles of the oracles of God. So dear friend, go deeper into the foundations, the principles and the oracles, the first oracles and the first principles of God. And then you soon find that you are doing more by becoming a teacher. Nobody should tell me that I'm teaching basics. No, 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 no. Yes. You can go where they will teach you something more than basics. Hallelujah. Go deeper, number 10, into shepherding by repeated visitations. Repeated visitations. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. This is the third time I'm coming to you. I'm visiting you for the third time. There are people that need to be visited three times for them to be established in God. And I don't mean a visit that is leading to other things. (laughs) This is the third time that I am coming to you. You know, after this pandemic, this is the time that we need visitation like never before because there's no restriction on visitation. Sheep seeking. You need to go looking for people and not just sit down and accept that, oh, where are they? Let them go. Let them go to hell. Who are they? It's missing. I don't care. No, you must care. Where, 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 where are you? Where are they? Those of us who are been in the church for some time, we are shepherds. You see, the reason why you get yourself into all kinds of trouble is because you are not looking after anybody. You are so free. You do nothing. You are idle. And that's why you have time for. Games and going around. Listen, anybody who is on his phone a lot, you have not yet started working for God. Yes, you are on your phone. The most unspiritual people. They are on, when you check, it's online. It's online always. Online hundred. The battery is dead by ten a.m. The battery is gone. Ten o'clock in the morning, the battery is gone. 
How many of you have your battery dying by the morning? It dies in the morning. You know, say, God has seen you. You know? Deceiving and being deceived. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You know, do you know why America has uh, U.S. Marines, like soldiers? You know, they can sit in America and program a bomb that will come from here. Look, look here. It can come from there and appear here. God forbid. Yes, from America, they can, they can send it. You see, but the truth, are you listening? Don't, please don't be on your phone. I, I take offense to that. Don't be on your phone when, when I'm preaching. I object to it. It's offensive to me. Yeah. I'm saying that the reason why the Americans still have soldiers, a lot of and wild soldiers, is that no matter how you bomb a place, until you physically go on the ground, you cannot win the war. You have to actually go there. Yeah. <laughs> and unless you actually go physically, you, you can't just bomb somebody's country and say you've won. <laughs> That's why they bombed Iraq. But they had to put soldiers on the ground there. And no matter how much internet ministry you do, do you see, you need to have soldiers on the ground doing the visitation, the talking, the soul winning, and the practical bringing people to God. No matter how much you are just using your phone or doing things on Facebook and so on, you need physically to be on the ground. The people in Mampong and all these surrounding areas, you can't win them on the phone. You need leg soldiers who are moving on the ground. You may have the most sophisticated, and even now the planes, they don't even have pilots. They just have drones. They have drone pilots. They sit in an office and they, they, they fly the planes on the computer. You know, a lot of things are being done on the screen. Even dentists today, modern dentists, you know, you open your mouth and the dentist looks at a television and he drills on the TV, not in your mouth. And the thing is moving in your mouth as he's also looking at the thing in, on the screen. Yeah. So I'm saying that there are screens for everything, but at the end of the day, you get it? If you want to do soul winning, and if we want to visit, do the ministry work in Colombia, or in Mexico, or in uh, Papua New Guinea, or in any country, we physically have to go there. If we want to win in Nigeria, we have to physically go to Nigeria. You, you can stand somewhere and say you are beaming uh, Christian television to the whole world. But it took Bonky to enter Nigeria and go from town to town. 
It's Jobonke that I know so many towns in so many towns in Nigeria. Because it was his playground in the last 10 years of his life. He was there everywhere. There was no place that was far. In every strange town, he was there having crusades. Because the films that I have of Bonke, they are not available. You, you, can't, you can't get them. They are not, they, they are not, uh, they, they are not produced by even their ministry. Without physically going on the ground, you may call yourself a Christian, but you physically have to talk to people. And you have to actually go. That's why ministry involves traveling and moving. And as we are talking about shepherding, we have to go deeper into shepherding by visiting and going and going and going. How I wish God would give me the opportunity to go to certain towns again. Amen. Number 11. Go deeper into your calling by repeating your visits to important spiritual destinations. Only repeated visits to Israel will make you understand Israel. Repetition of your visits to memorable places in your journey with God will make your salvation experience deeper. In Galatians chapter 1 verse 17, Paul said, when he got saved, he said, I didn't go to Jerusalem. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them that were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia. And then I returned again to Damascus. Do you remember Paul on the road to Damascus? Yes. You see, he went to the same place, you know, to see what happened to me here. You know, how he got saved. And that is why, for me, certain places have been important for me to go to. Going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where God blessed me with the ministry of Kenneth Hagin. And I'll always honor him. I'll always honor him. And the ministry of Yonggi uh, Cho in Korea, whose wife passed away recently. You know? And many places to me are spiritual uh, milestones. They, they have certain milestones within them. They are landmarks. They are experiences that I had. And I know where I had them. And what God did over there. And Paul said, I went back to Damascus. Yeah. And when he fell down and he got saved, he was there again. You must not disconnect from where God has blessed you and God has connected you to. Yes. You don't disconnect. I'm connected to every person that I've been connected to. I've not broken any relationship. All my relationships with anybody who has been anything to me is good if not, I am, if I'm not the best person in that person's life. Yes. Oh. I don't believe in, I don't believe in that. And you should also learn from that. Yes. You cannot speak to any of them or any of them to, to, to say anything negative. Unless, 
I don't know what would make them speak negative. Maybe what I don't know. But go deeper into the roots. You see, if you are into me, you see, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, he says, they were baptized into Moses. He said they were all baptized into Moses. They were baptized into somebody. They were baptized into Moses. And if you are here, go deeper into being here. You know, there are some people who are not sure. Be sure of what you believe in. And don't be here if you are not sure. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I always encourage people to leave me when they are not sure. It's true. Because you can see people are not sure. I say, you know, so excuse me. You don't like me. You don't like the people that are around me. Excuse me. Go to where you want, you believe in. And and leave me alone. (laughs) There are some people who like it. Don't sit there and be confused. The very fact that you are searching for information shows that you are, you are confused. Yes. You are a man of calumny. And a man of confusion. And your double-mindedness will not help you to be strong here or there. So, find yourself sure in what you are standing for. I was on my road to Damascus and I fell down. And I heard a voice. And the voice said this. Yes. And he, he became sure of himself. You know, even Jesus, the Bible says, and him knowing who he was, you know, went out. There was a time that Jesus became more assured of who he was. Even Jesus. Don't be half and half. If I'm your father, enjoy me as a father and go deeper into me as your father in the ministry or in whatever. Go deeper into it and be strong in it. And you'll be surprised what you'll get out of it. Yes. Go deeper and do more. Being half-hearted and half-convinced doesn't help people to do well. I've always, since I started being a pastor, I've always excused people from my life. Excuse me. Oh, yes. There are a whole lot of people who are, there were medical students or people around me. You don't, you don't know who they are. I said, you know, since I'm a bad person and you know all these bad things about me, you go here, I'll go here and stay there. That's, that's all I believe in. If I tell you the stories that I've heard about myself, one time I was with Benny Hinn. He told me we were sitting at a dining table. We were there till 2 a.m. And he said sometimes when he reads things, he asks us, is this me? So, be sure of what you believe in. Are you listening to me? Yes. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. Are you going deeper? It says, but continue thou, verse 14, 
in the things which you have learned and been assured of, what you learned in Damascus, eh? continue in it and become assured of what you believe in. You are sitting there having meetings and having discussions about who I am and who I am not and who is with me and who is not with me. How does that help you? If you are not sure, you exit. If you don't like anybody that is with me, you exit. And free yourself of your calumny and your slander. Continue in the things you have learned and been assured of. Knowing that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. Know what you've learned as a child. Here and in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Continue. And then he said, Thou hast fully known my doctrine. You fully know what I believe in. You fully known my manner of life. My manner of life. Verse 10. So go deeper. And be sure of these things. Thou hast fully known my doctrine. My manner of life. My purpose. What I'm trying to do. Paul was speaking. My faith. What I believe in. My long suffering. What I've suffered. Long. My charity. And my patience. And my persecutions. And afflictions. And out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea. All that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and also being deceived in the process. Katarama Kapayaba. But continue thou, you be go deeper. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Continue in teachings on loyalty. A man of God said to <laughs> one time he met uh, Bishop Saki, he told him, he said, Look, if the only thing to, to me he has completed his ministry, the loyalty book that he wrote it's enough. He has done enough for the kingdom of God. You have it in the church. And you are to continue. Continue in evangelism. We are waiting for the borders to open. It's not going to be easy. Are you listening? Those of you who are listening to me preach here, enjoy it because when the when the doors open, <laughs> you'll be saying, we wish you'll be back. Are you there? What have you learned from a child? And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. What you've learned from a child, either believe in it or throw it away and find something else. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes, 
Amen. Go deeper into evangelism and outreach by repeated outreaches. We are about to start some breakfast meetings. Matthew 22, verse 2. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them and they would not come. And again, he sent forth other servants. Again. You sent, send again. You had a program, have it again. The Bible said they had another program to go deeper in evangelism. You call yourself a pastor. When was the last time you did outreach or you led anybody into outreach? You know, Fred Price, eh, he said that he cannot receive from anybody who has a, a pot belly. You know? Like if a pastor is preaching and he's overweight, he cannot receive. Yes. Inactivity. Can make us overweight. Are you listening to me? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, we are doing it again. We are going to do it again. And again. And again. And again. Amen. The Bible says, a certain man sent them again. Because they wouldn't come. We'll be there. How many will be part of this repeated outreach? People on the campuses, they know us. They are tired of us, but they will... They will, they will they, uh, it is now that they will know us. They have come to build a very big hotel at the mouth of the center. So, it looks like a crocodile's open mouth like this, and all the fish are in the hotel coming out, and the crocodile just opened their mouth. Ah! <laughs> Are you ready to do more invitations and more outreaches, more visitations? I'm trying to mature you as a Christian. I don't want you to just sit down and receive messages. What is the use of messages for so many years if you don't become a preacher and a teacher? Number 13. Go deeper by repeating prophecies. Some of you have many prophecies. You should repeat them over yourself. Yes. It will come to pass. Jeremiah 25 verse 4. The Lord has sent unto you all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them. But you have not hearkened nor inclined your ear to hear. You know, he keeps sending prophets with prophecies. Every Sunday, I share with you prophetic words on offerings. I hope you are receiving them. And I hope you are believing them. And I hope you are giving with faith that your offerings have a certain effect in the spirit. Yes. 
Number 14. Go deeper into financial prosperity by giving repeatedly. Repeated giving. If you think you will only be asked to give once, then you are new. You'll be asked to give again and again. Philippians chapter 4 verse 15. Now you Philippians know that nobody, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but only you. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again. You sent once and again to my necessity. So he was saying to the people in Philippi that you guys gave and you gave and you gave once and again. We're going to have to keep giving. We gave to Healing Jesus campaign and we're going to have to give even more. Because I told you the last time we are setting up offices in many cities. Yes. And setting our convoys and so many things up in many places all over the world. Whatever we've given will be very small compared with what we are going to give. And repeated giving is a great door of blessing. Yes. Reinhard Bonke is no more. He's in his grave. He's in heaven. I'm sure he's joined the saints praying that we will rise up and also do this great work. Now, as you give and you give again in verse 16, look at what he says in verse 19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How many want such a scripture to be fulfilled in your life? You see, it is fulfilled because you gave and you gave again. And you gave again. And you gave again. Don't be tired of giving. And if you don't believe in the giving, you just, you just, you just stop giving. I had Bishop Oedipo in Nigeria announce they are building their um, new church building. It's called the Ark. Yes. And it seats 106,000 people. Yes. For one service. You get it? For one service. Why not? So you see, it makes what we are doing look very flimsy. Huh? It looks, you know, very sketchy. It's like 100,000 in one service. One service. Huh? And then I, I was watching Redeemed Church. G-O, Daddy, G-O. They, they are building their new arena. It is the span three kilometers by three kilometers. Like the distance. Not, not 100 meters by 30 meters or... 40 meters by 60 meters or 20 meters by 30. It's three kilometers by three kilometers. When you give your life to Christ, you take a taxi to the front. Three kilometers. Yes. And, and, and they were showing, are you listening? They were showing, okay, uh, they've just completed 1,000 toilets. 
Yes, 1,000 toilets. Can you imagine 1,000 toilets? You know, even if you filled all this mighty fortress with a 1,000 toilets, I don't know if you get the 1,000 toilets. For people coming to church. Yes. And they have made four highways from the place, you know, from the, uh, where the, the arena is to the church. And then a railway also joining the Lagos Calabar Railway. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about a church. <laughs> yes. You know, and we are talking about giving and giving again. And you see, I've been there. When I went, I think it was one kilometer by one kilometer. And I think it was two kilometers. I, I don't think it was two kilometers. One kilometer by one kilometer. Now they are doing three kilometers by three kilometers. And how, do, how, how are these things done? By people that give to build the church. The man is almost 80. What is he going to do with anything? There is a term where you yourself must see that you have known the man's manner of life over the years as he's been building the house of God. Paul said, you gave and you gave again. How many are, are going to be great givers in the house of the Lord? Those are the back there. Are you part of the church? Ha! You see, they are enjoying the shade. So they don't say amen again. It's too late. Deuteronomy 28. Go deeper into promotion. How many want to go deeper into promotion? Deeper into promotion. It says, and it shall come to pass. I'm going to show you how to get deeper into being promoted. How many want to be demoted? How many want to be promoted? Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. If you shall hearken diligently... Hearing and hearing. Yes. To all that I command you. Okay. The Lord. Amen. Will lift you on high. Notice the verse. On high above all the nations. Above your colleagues. You will be higher than your friends. Higher than your own mates. Higher than your colleagues. If you hearken diligently to God's voice. Lift your hand and say, I'm going to listen to his voice. Upstairs on the balcony, I'm going to listen to his voice. Yes. Hearken diligently to the voice of God. Then the Lord will lift you up high. Amen. And finally... We are going deeper into missions and ministry. Yes, deeper. Hey, seven cities in every country. Luke 14 verse 16. A certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servant at supper time. To say to them that were bidden, come, for all things are now ready. And the first said, I have bought a ground. Another said, 
I have five yoke of oxen. Another said, I've married a wife. So that servant came and showed the Lord these things. And the house, master of the house was angry and said to his servant, go quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city. You see, again, send people again. Wow. And bring in the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, it is done, but there is room at the cross. And the Lord said unto the servant, go to the highways and the hedges. Go to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Compel them to come in. Amen. That my house may be filled. Beautiful. Now, we are going to go deeper. First, you go to your neighborhood. Then after that, we go to the streets and the lanes. Then after that, we go to the highways and the hedges. We're always going deeper and doing more. We've been in Nigeria, but we are going deeper. Oh, yes. We've been in Mozambique, but we are going up to the top. We've been in Kenya, that we are going deeper. We've been in Asia. We've been in Asia. But we are going deeper. And doing more. And there are many people here. Who are going to go deeper. We've been in South America. But it's now that we are going to go. Start watching Spanish. Uh, Spanish. Films. Yeah. So that you get used to the words. We are going deeper. Soon when I preach, I will see that Spanish translator is speaking. We are going deeper. Necesito. Eh? Necesito tranquilo. I don't think that's what I'm supposed to say. Eh? Profundo. I don't know if it's the right thing, but deep. Ah, necesito profundo. I don't know if it's the right thing, but Hallelujah. You'll be traveling all over the world. First lovers will be movers. Will you be annoyed at being transferred? Ah. Will you not be happy to be moved? Say, go here. Come here. Go here. Go deeper. Do more. First time you went, you came back. There was room at the cross. Second time you went, there was still room. We are going again to the highways. Beautiful. Now the towns that we are building cathedrals. We are no more mentioning towns like Tamale, Kumasi, and so on. No. Huh? We are mentioning what towns? Mim, Gosu, uh, Drobo, Tepa, uh, uh, Doma Hinkro. Ketekrachi, yeah, I'm bringing a half. Kwame Danso, no. Shedia, you forgot in the towns. Shediam, yes. 20 cities in Brongahafo region are receiving cathedrals. It's on the Suez Canal coming. Necesito profundo. 
We are no more mentioning towns like Takradi, Cape Coast. I mean, they are also important, but it's like we are going deeper. Yes. Are you excited about that? Yes. In the Volta region, we are no more mentioning Ho and Hohoi. No, 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 no. Amfuega, Bandu, Ranra, KJB, Jasekan, Peki, Keta, Nogopo. Hey! Agbozume, Denu. Yes. Are you excited about going deeper? Yes. Listen. Until we lie down to sleep, we'll be going deeper and doing more. And some of the things that we've done before, we'll be doing them again and again and and again until it works. Are you tired of doing things again and again and again until it works? Don't be discouraged though. Some of my missionaries... I always encourage them, never be discouraged by going on a mission and coming back. That's why almost all the missionaries who have ever been in Akama are bishops today. Yes, almost every single one of them. Because the, the, the most difficult part of the ministry is to be a missionary. Yeah. The missionary is the most difficult part of the whole ministry. Because you may do well here, but if I send you that's when you see you are naked. You see that you don't have trousers. Yes. Lift your hand and say, I'm going deeper. And I'm doing more. By the art of repetition. Doing things again. And again. And again. What are some of the things you are going to do again? You are going to read again. Is it not true? And you are going to do what again? Pray again. Isn't it? And what again are you going to do again? Visitation again. And what again are you going to do again? Evangelism again. And what again? Correction again. How many are tired of correction about issues? Tell your neighbor, correct me, please. Correct me twice. Correct me twice before. Yes. Look, I'll tell you a secret. Next time you see somebody standing by your side like this, eh? look at the person's back. You see some people, the back is like this. There are people when they are younger, you tell them, sit up. We are just Sit up! And you see, you, you are annoyed because they tell you to sit straight. And now you have become a semi-hunchback. That is why the back of your suit is higher than the front. Are you listening to me? Lift your hand and say, I'm going deeper. 
Going deeper into what? Relationships. By doing what? Speaking the truth. Yes. Speaking the truth. So you should be happy when you come to church and the message is firing you. Have you been fired in church where you thought that, hey, Charlie, this one, it looks like the things are coming in my direction. Is it good for you? Or this system, they never forget about things. Never call your church this system. It's a way that negative people speak. This system. I know the system. What do you mean by saying the system? What do you mean by the system? Since when did the church become a system? Things come and go. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your power. And I thank you that you are raising up a great army of Christians. I thank you that you have raised up many young people. Many of us to serve you. To follow you. And to go deeper. And to do more. With your hands lifted up high. Commit yourself to going deeper and doing more in the house of God. Wherever you find yourself, today the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about a particular area of your life. Going deeper and doing more. Going deeper in giving. Going deeper in shepherding. Going deeper in reading. Going deeper in wisdom. In understanding. Going deeper in the anointing. Going deeper and doing more. Father, we lift our hands and we thank you for such a blessing. As you speak to us today and you tell us that there's more there's more there's more that we can go deeper in everything by doing it again we can pray again and go deeper and get better results thank you Jesus thank you for calling us for loving us for showing us your ways thank you for blessing us again and again to follow you, to serve you, to honor you. We give you thanks. We give you praise. You're watching at home. Kneel down wherever you are in your house. Not, not over here, but at home. Kneel down and ask God. I want to go deeper. And I want to do more. I want to go deeper in you. You are in the church. Go deeper. Deeper into the relationship. You know what you believed. Continue thou in the things you have believed. Father, thank you. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. Draw us deeper, Lord. Draw us deeper, Lord. Draw us deeper, Lord. Into your perfect will. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you praise. Deeper, Lord, deeper into your word of truth.
to come deeper in God. Thank you for the chance to know you in a way we've never known you. Thank you that this year we are going deeper into you. All forms of shallowness are going off. We are pressing deeper into the things you are showing us today. I pray for everyone whose hands are lifted up that you bless us with an opportunity to go deeper. Before we meet you face to face, help us to be deep in you. Thank you for this blessing that is released into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus today. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Maybe you're watching by television. You want to give your life to God. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to go deeper in God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, lift up your hand wherever you are standing. Just lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up where you are standing over there far away I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today I see your hand I see your hand Father thank you for all those who've lifted their hands to, to serve you today 
and to go deeper to give their lives to Jesus Christ. If you are here and you lifted your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus, come to me from where you are standing. Come from the back. Come from upstairs. Come from wherever you are. Come quickly. Come, I want to pray with you. Come running. Come running. Come Come on. Come Come from the Come from the back. by television. Pray with me right now. Pray this prayer with me. Close your eyes and pray from the bottom of your heart at this time. Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. I have sinned against you. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I give my heart to God. I give my life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life and help me to serve you, Lord Jesus, all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Now, let's all lift our hands, everyone, together. Say with me, Lord Jesus, Draw me deeper. Let me go deeper into your will, into your purpose, into your plan. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today, I commit myself to going deeper and doing more for Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
for saving me today. Saving me from doing nothing. Saving me from being shallow. In Jesus name. Thank you Lord. And everyone said amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now I want all of you in front here. To go this way. To the chairs on that side. We are going to pray with you on that side. Please give them one of my books. As a a gift. God bless you. All put your hands together. Hallelujah. Now, you may be seated for a moment. Take out your special offering. I want how many feel thankful to God that he's drawing you deeper. I feel that we should give a special, special thanksgiving offering today. Deeper offering. Amen. How many have a particular area that you want to go deeper of all the areas that I have mentioned? By the art of repetition. Amen. Take your special offering today. This is the second time I'm giving you an opportunity to give. Many of you were not here when we gave the first time. Many of you were here. Many of you just joined. Whatever. This is the second time I'm giving you a chance to give. And it is a blessing. So take out. And with this offering, we are going to pray that God should take me deeper. Amen. May I want to go deeper. And I want to do more. You know, I preached this topic, going deeper and doing more in America many years ago. I was at a camp. And the camp was entitled, going deeper and doing more. I'm sure it's a little different or very different, but it's still the same idea. (laughs) So take out your, thank God for the Americans. If it was not for Americans, you would not have this camp, such a message. So Americanos, let all Americans give $100, $1,000 for going deeper and doing more. The message that was preached in your church years ago, uh that's the pastor's daughter sitting right here on stage with me. Uh, is being preached all over the world today because of America. Amen. I mean the American camp, not America as a nation. Alright? Take out your going deeper and doing more offering in Jesus' name. Are you lifted? How many are excited about hearing the news from Nigeria of the doing more that they are doing there? Isn't it not fantastic? People are doing great things. These are what we need to learn from. Amen. What a blessing. Father, I pray for all the Americans. Lord, every American watching, give your special 100, 1,000. And thank God, your children, many of them, they are saved because American church was decided to go deeper and do more. At first, American church was only in New York. Yes, in 1999. And then they decided to go deeper and do more. It has affected all over America today. Beautiful. We have thousands of members in America. Thousands. Not hundreds. Thousands. Yes. So, Americans, give your special Thanksgiving offering. Hundred dollars, hundred CDs, thousand dollars, thousand CDs, whatever. Going deeper and doing more. Father, Bless your people. Thank you that this church eh, will go deeper 
and do more. And that all your people who are part of this amazing service will be involved in going deeper and doing more. To God be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Ashes, receive the offering. And then we are going to have, after this offering, Holy Communion. Amen. Beautiful. How many are glad that you are alive by the grace of God? There was a great threat in the world and the threat is still there. But by the grace of God, you are here. Is it not a blessing? You would have been dead in your grave Huh? Is it an aeroplane I'm hearing? Where is it? Ah. You know these days they pass here. I think they've noticed that we are here. I think they can see the Jesus Savior of the world sign. So the pilots, you know, pilots also need landmarks. For a pilot to take a plane to the Philippines by mistake. You get it? It's not always that the instruments are working well. So, they, they also need direction. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Father, thank you for the many, many people that are giving, especially our American brethren, going deeper and doing more. I remember preaching, going deeper and doing more. It was winter time. Very cold. But I was preaching to them to go deeper and do more. And I'm glad I'm still preaching. Because I'm preaching it again, I'm going deeper in the same message. And it's doing more. <laughs> Beautiful. Tell your neighbor, I'm a giver. And I'm giving again. Repeated giving. The art of repeating. Are you glad about the art of repeating? Sometimes you say sorry, but you should say sorry again. So that the sorry is believed. That when you say keep on saying sorry it helps the sorry to land because sorry can be like a helicopter which cannot land when you say it starts flying all over it's like, is it real is it real is it real and then as you repeat it then the helicopter is gradually coming to the ground then then it lands after about the fifth time that you say sorry and the person is tired of the sorry say don't say it again hallelujah do you understand what I'm saying? All right. We are just waiting for the ashes. Every asher who is missing, you cannot be missing at this time. Mata kalu bara majo bara ziba kado bara beleze bara mandala metoka baka balo bara tabara bilu da bashando la baba. Mambarabasakata, Tubarakata, Belido, Dama, Boli, Tabare, Korama, Tabalo, Bara, Madola, Mekataba, Dema, Ramando, Bala, 
some offering baskets are missing. young people as ashes child ashes just as we have child soldiers alright take out your holy communion stand to our feet if you are home take your bread please Hallelujah. Now listen. Bread. What does bread represent? The body of Jesus. So you are about to eat the body. Jesus said, eat my body, drink my blood. Brothers, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun. In the spirit we are young And will live forever Sons of God Hear his holy word Gather round the table of the Lord Eat his body body of Jesus Christ as we receive of this body today may we receive your healing in every part of our being may we receive your power may the kidneys of Jesus the heart of Jesus, the blood of Jesus the body of Jesus be transplanted into our bodies, may everything that is called sickness die in our lives in our physical bodies may our joints, our bones our knee joints our elbow joints, our neck back and every part of our bone be healed may our flesh be healed of every disease every need for an operation every need for surgery every need for anything extra Lord any need for medicine be removed by this healing body 
of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. How many have made mistakes? Lift the blood. Father, we come before you with the blood. Let this be the blood of Jesus. Let this be for the cleansing of our sins. For the forgiveness of our wickedness. Our errors. As human beings, may our sins not be counted against us because of your mercies. Thank you for the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. Through this cross, everyone here receives forgiveness and mercies. An exchange for your sins is granted by the cross and the blood. Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus Christ lift your hands for your blessing may you be healed of every plague virus bacteria, parasite or any foreign body that is inside you causing pain, disease infection in Jesus name receive healing in your eyes receive healing in your legs receive healing from family familial diseases from inherited conditions from things that are in you because of who your father or your mother was receive your healing I pray for all brethren all over the world who are part of this service let miracle power flow now in the name of Jesus Christ be restored to your former condition that was better than what you are today Receive supernatural youthfulness and energy. Receive grace from above. Receive help from God in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for every hand that is lifted and all those part of this service. Bless and remember your children everywhere. Deliver us from captivity and restrictions. Deliver us from darkness. Deliver us from the fear of tomorrow. The fear of the unknown. The fear of death. The fear and the terror of the grave. In the name of Jesus Christ. Grant us not to be unsure of tomorrow. And unsure of what is happening in our lives. Deliver us from the anxiety and the cloud of depression. 
that hangs around the lives of many today grant us deliverance and healing and strength now put your hand on your belly and receive strength from God receive power receive the spirit of power and the spirit of might may you be strong in the spirit strong in your body strong in your mind strong in the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ whatever is in you whatever demon is in you that is operating I cast it out now in the name of Jesus every demonic affliction and presence every presence of darkness in your life is scattered ha. now lift your hands up let light enter you whatever is darkness whatever represents darkness is scattered today by the bright light of the Holy Spirit receive your healing receive the light of God every dark demon and power goes out of you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth now receive spiritual strength I declare you to be a strong Christian I declare you going deeper and doing more I declare you free from your past weaknesses your past sins your past plagues your past errors your past stumbling blocks in the name of Jesus Christ shout your loudest amen say I receive it I receive deliverance from every hindrance and obstacle in the name of Jesus Christ now lift your hand and thank God for his power and his blessing on your life today father thank you for releasing your mighty Holy Spirit unto all of your children there will be children of light and whatever is called darkness will not be found in them any longer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and everybody shout a loud amen let me hear your loudest amen let me hear your loudest amen wherever you are in the world let me hear your loudest amen let the church say amen God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.